So, George, what's the toughest challenge in life that you've had to overcome? But more important, how did you overcome it? Mm, the toughest challenge I had in life was spending nearly 14 years in federal prison. Mm. To overcome that was basically just focusing on my daughter. At the time I went to prison, my daughter was seven days old. Wow. And how do you leave a seven-day-old and say, I'll see you in 14 years? What's the thought process behind, I'll be back? Honestly, it was how I was going to make it in prison. Okay. Because when she was born, I was out on board. I was already convicted. I was already sentenced to 20 years. And when she was born, I was looking at her, and I was like, what can I do for you? So when I got to prison, I had to look at myself and say, what can I do for her is get my life together. Uh, there was a story about this young girl in Camden, New Jersey, who couldn't go outside, play in the park because it was so infested with drugs. Wow. And this little girl reminded me of my baby. And it made me start thinking, like, I need to get my life together. I can't go out on the rec yard and play basketball all day. I can't go out there and, and shoot the breeze with everybody. I need to start figuring out what I'm going to do so when I get out of prison, I can have something for her. Dang. Seven days. Yeah. We're going to get to your story. We're going to get to your story. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Instincts Podcast. I'm Brian Bean. I'm sitting with George Oliver, G.O., a long-time friend of mine. You know what's going to be the hardest part about this interview? What's that? Me acting like I really don't know you. We're family. We just have a conversation. We just have a conversation. So everybody out there watching, man, George is an OG, for those who don't know, I mean, legendary. And when I tell you this is a story of triumph, this is a story of how to turn your tribulations into celebrations, and this is what the Instincts podcast is all about, I could not be more excited. When you came home, mm -hmm. the first thing I said when I saw you at the, uh, at the, at the celebration, I'm calling right, it, right. is I want you to be the first person I talk to. You said that. And you've been home now how long? Five years. Five years. Five years. So five years ago, yeah. I told George I want you to be the first guest that I actually interview. I didn't have a pond at the time. No. You know what I mean? But I, I knew I was going to do a podcast. Right. It turned into a podcast. Right. And I said, you know what? You're going to be the first person I actually talk to. So, man, welcome. I appreciate Thank it. You. Much Thank love. You for me. Hey, yes. let's get right into it, man. You did 14 years. Mm -hmm. You were sentenced to 20. Yes. A lot of people don't understand the federal system. Before no. we even get into your story, how does a person get sentenced to 20 and do 14? Thank God. How does, how does the federal system so, work? So, in the federal system, you're going to do 85% of your time. Okay. Uh, my original outdate was December 2021. So I was supposed to do 17 and a half years. Of the 20? Of the 20. Okay. As long as I don't get in no trouble. Right. But uh, during the course of my incarceration, uh, they changed the law. When Obama came to, came to office, they worked to change the, uh, the guideline, the sentencing guideline. And it went from, so they did a two-point reduction. Okay. They changed the quantity of drugs. I was at the top at level 38. Wow. So, now, when you say level 38, level there, 38 there's a point in the, in the yes, drug game? Yes. So it, it tells you the amount of drugs you're charged with. So I was basically charged with 150 keys and more. Wow. So Now, for those not from the streets, keys of? Kilograms of cocaine. Okay. So when they changed it, they changed to 38 became 36, which was 15 years. Wow. But it still had a limitation. So it was 150 keys to 450 keys. So after calculating all the amount of drugs I was charged with, it came up to 425 keys. So it dropped me down from a 20-year sentence to a 15-year sentence. So people don't realize, especially the young people watching, points, just meaning yes. how much weight you were moving, yes. gives you a certain level on the yes. scale. 
that scale determines if you get caught. Yes. Would you be? Would it be safe to say when you get caught? Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. When you get caught. When you get caught. How much time you're going to do? Yes. So Obama's first time nonviolent, mm-hmm. um, we say law or whatever. Yeah. Allowed you to get a two point reduction. Yes. And that saved you six years. Yes. Two points. Two points. So it dropped it down. Also, I was at category one because first offense, nonviolent. Right. right. Um, high school diploma, whatever. Doing all the programs in, in prison. Yeah. Uh, so when they change it, I only have four months left in prison. Wow. So, oh. Yeah. When law when the law changed, at that moment the law changed, I had four months left in prison. Oh wow. But before then, I was still looking out there, two thousand twenty one. And you went in in two thousand and one. You went. No, I, I was incarcerated. I was convicted two thousand one, but I went in two thousand two. Okay, got you. Yeah. Now, August August the sixth. I, I turned myself in to a U.S. attorney's office downtown. Right. And, and this is this is something that I tell people. A lot of people don't know, but when I turned myself in, my family was there with me. Okay. Uh, moms, brothers, sisters, cousins, my in-laws, uh, some friends. So when they when the marshals came out to get me and to escort me to the back, they put the handcuffs on me. Okay. The family started crying. Brian, my mother stood up and said, "Don't take him. Take me. Get out of here." i never forget that in my life. My mom, she's 60-some years old. She said, do not take him, take me. On your self-surrender? Yes. The so, love of a mother, yeah. man. So so I went to the system uh, August the 6th, 2002. Uh, they took me to USP Atlanta. Right. First time in prison. I never did no state time, never did no city time. First time in prison. I was in prison 30 minutes, and an inmate killed another inmate. <laughs> you saw it? I didn't see it. You didn't see it, but that I happened. That happened the, when you... the inmate who killed the other inmate, I seen him because they brought him past me. They brought him past me. Yeah, so I'm looking like... This where I'm going. Yeah. And at the time, you're thinking for 20 years. Yes. Joy, I'm, I'm telling yes. you, man, I'm, I'm so yes. inquisitive, and your story is so intriguing, and so many people can learn. Right. We, we may have to do two parts. I'm going to say that right now. But let me ask you this. Let's go back to the point system real quick. Okay. 38 points. You said I was at the highest. Mm-hmm. That, that means uh, in the federal system, as far as the drug game is concerned, 38 points is the most points you can get. Yes. And, yes. and and you were at the most points yes. you can get. That would be that would be considered kingpin status. Yes, for the simple fact, this is what they call at the scene. This not ghost dope or what anybody else said. This right. is what they actually picked up. They picked up. Yeah. So right. And they're my, using that. Right. So at my trial, they had bosses, marshals, police everywhere. And they brought in all these bosses. And put on the tables, and this is what they say I'm convicted of. This, now, is the, is the dope actually in those boxes, or this is a simulation? That's a good question. We don't know. We don't know. They never opened the boxes. Uh, we're going to talk about that. We're yeah. going to talk about how the feds work. Yeah. We don't know what was in the box. We don't know. I got convicted of brown boxes. Because <laughs> <laughs> you can get from Walmart. That's why I was convicted of. Because nobody seen it. I didn't see it. They didn't catch me at the scene. I didn't, you know. Okay, <laughs> let me ask you this. Because me, me and you have been real open and honest about it. Yeah. You got convicted with brown boxes, but you, you've accepted responsibility for yeah, what absolutely. happened. Yeah. And we, so we're not, he's yeah, not sitting here, yeah. one of them guys right, saying he now. didn't. He I was, did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I went to go get that. Right, yeah, yeah. right. He's not sitting there saying yeah. he didn't do that. That was going to be a good day that day. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay. So, so nonviolent, first time, I mean, all these different things that mm-hmm. you just ran off. Mm-hmm. How did you get to kingpin status? Is there anything you can't talk about? I can talk about everything. It's over with. Okay. 
How did you get to kingpin status? I, I've always heard in the streets. I've never been in the streets. Okay. I, 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 my motto is they make sidewalks for a reason. Right. And and that's why I I, I stay on the sidewalk. I stay there with you. They make they make the sidewalks for people like me. I, I always heard that in the, when you're gonna get in the dope game, mm-hmm. it's it's two or three things you gotta accept. One, if you get your time, you take it like a man and you do it. Right. Two, they say that. you got to be willing to kill somebody or get killed. They say that too. And three, um, um, always, you know you're going to get jammed up. It's just a matter of time. So, you know, have your legal fees ready. These are just some things I yeah. heard. Yeah. yeah, they say that. George, were you actually prepared to take a life if you needed to? Were you prepared to take a life? Was that something you understood going in? There was times in my life that occasion I would think about stuff like that. But right before I got caught, uh, actually, I had quit. Oh, you were done? I was done. Wow. Because I, I got tired of so many other people's mistakes that and I got to pay for. Get jammed up. You know what I'm saying? Right. So if a person over here, he loses S, Y, and Z, I got to pay for that. If this person over here, he don't have enough money for this, I got to pay for that. So it was so much of that going on that I'm like, you know what? I'm out here working for y'all. Right. And at this point, I'm, I'm tired. I'm, I'm, I'm done with it. So I actually told one of my good cousins, that, like, man, you know what? I'm done with this. And I was getting ready to pass it on to somebody else. Right. And I wanted to step away because at the time I was working, I had a full-time job. And, 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 and I was getting ready to go to nursing school. And that's the part that killed me. Right. Hold on. Every yeah, time you so, say that, yeah. the, the people got to hear this. Yeah. You a kingpin, George? I had a full-time job. <laughs> I went to work every day, faithfully. So how do you balance? First of all, how, what is a kingpin doing well, working at, and in school? I didn't necessarily say I was a kingpin. I was high at the totem pole. Okay, okay, because, okay. Because a kingpin is actually the ones over there in them countries. Supplying. Who, right. Okay, all so, right. But I was high on the totem pole over here. How, so, so how does a person high on the totem pole still stay focused on college and a job? Like, help me understand why you're still working. With all the money you're making. We'll, we'll talk about numbers. If, if that's okay. Yeah, yeah, let's talk about it. Yeah, uh, how you, what, people like... Normal people don't even want to go to work yeah. for the money they're making. How you got millions and you still going to work? Because my sister always told me, when I first got on the street, she said, don't look like what you're doing. Okay, so sister had some good advice. Right, so mm-hmm. I always tried to blend what I was doing. Because when I got into it, it wasn't necessary for me to be the biggest drug dealer. It wasn't necessary for me to, to be in the streets. It was just for me to offset my income, what I was making. At the, I time. Go, at the time. So when I graduated high school, I didn't go to college. I immediately started working. Okay. So when I immediately started working, there was an opportunity that presented itself to me, and that's how I got started. Okay. Opportunity. Okay. So I was just do that on the side. It was a side thing. It was a side thing. But the side thing actually grew to be so large that <laughs> I didn't actually need no job. Right. I got you. But that was not my goal. Like I had a dream that I was going to do X, Y, and Z. I actually wanted to be a nurse practitioner. And you stayed in nursing school while you was in the streets. Yeah, I was in school. I had uh, I started off uh, in the medical records department. Okay. Uh, so I started at the bottom, uh, worked at Kaiser's Medical Records. I left, went to school. I got my uh, medical office administration degree. And I went to start working at Grady. So now I was getting the courage to go to nursing school. So I was at Grady when I when I caught this case. So that what? was my plan. So my plan was to go to nursing school and I would continue to do administration work and then just be a nurse practitioner. Okay. But, you know. The losses happen. Right. That's how I got tied into the game. So, so deep. I was about to say, how do you get? Right, right. Yeah, how so do you that's go? how I got tied because some losses. The, the, some losses. The first significant loss I had, I didn't necessarily have the money to pay the people, and they wanted that money. So what they did was, okay, you don't have the money, but we got the product. Here you go. Go make it. Go make the money. 
Gotcha. So now it puts you it puts you in a situation where you got to go out there because they want their money. Right now you got to do it. Right. So in the process of getting their money up, you got to get more people. Right. You, so you got to go out and start meeting more people so you can get. So now you meet more people. <laughs> so in turn, they meet more people and it just start growing. Gotcha. And then another situation happened where a friend got end up getting incarcerated and gave us the plug. Gotcha. So when they gave us the plug, dude was like, hey, man, it's me and you. Let's, let's run with it. Let's run with it. Yeah. So let me ask you this. Like, I, I'm going to tell you, my first time getting introduced to crack mm. in my neighborhood, um, a friend of mine was like, Brian, hold on to this. It was money, not the drugs. Right, right. Hold on to this. And I didn't know. I was like, okay. Another friend of mine was like, Brian, hold mine. Right. Another friend was like, Brian, hold mine. Right. So I would separate, all right, this is John's, yeah. this Fred's, right. and this is Bill's. Right. And I didn't realize I was holding on to the money so they wouldn't get robbed. Yeah. And then after a while, they would start tipping me. Yeah. And after a while, I started asking for a percentage. Right. And after a while, right. it became Brian to hold your money. He's solid. Ain't nothing going to happen. Mm-hmm. But I was like, oh, y'all getting this money from drugs. Right. So technically, that's how I was introduced right. to that whole game. And that's about as far as I went with it. You did right. My, thank you. My point is, when you said earlier, I got... Um, introduced to it. Mm-hmm. Like, talk, talk to me about the introduction. The introduction. Okay, so, like, how does so, somebody say you want to do this? Or? So, it's, it's a good story, too. My homeboy, my best friend, still talk to him today. Um, I worked at AT&T. Okay. Right at high school. I graduated June. July, I started working at AT&T. I'm making good money. So, he's still in high school, mm-hmm. but he need to borrow some money. So, he called me. He said, hey, man, you loan me $200. I said, sure. Loan $200. He gave me $250 back. Next week, did the same thing. So after weeks of doing this, he was like, I got curious. Like, man, what are you doing? Right. To get that plus interest. Right. So he said, hey, come to my house. So I go to his house and he explained everything to me. He showed me everything. And I'm like, for real? So in my mind, I'm like, you know what? I can get this money and that money. Okay. Gotcha. So I go to work, talk with some people. They said, yeah. So now I got my money and their money. Okay. <laughs> so I said, oh, this is cool. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. I ain't really got to do anything. Okay. And then I started meeting more people, and I started going different places, start hanging the projects and start hanging on these people's apartments and hanging this piece of house, and it just started, you know. Okay, wait, wait, hold on. Okay, excuse me for being square. Yeah, no. Okay. <laughs> now, now, how do you get, okay, so you decide, we talking about weed at the time? We talking about weed or we talking about I mean, hard stuff? Yeah, this ain't weed? No, this is not weed. I thought it started with weed. No, it didn't. It started with the hard stuff. It started with the hard stuff? Yeah. Then I jumped out of that. And got in the weed, went yeah. back but to I, the hard Because I, I was smoking weed. Okay. So I would buy weed because I was smoking. I got you. But I was really selling the hard stuff until until I got robbed. Okay, got you. Yeah, when I got robbed over in the west side, you know, folks got me butt naked in the middle of the street in broad daylight. They said, you know, you supposed to be out here. No we can kill you out here. And I said, you know, you're absolutely right. So I left dope game. I left that hard stuff alone. <laughs> okay, got I you. went strictly to weed. Got you. Okay. Like, you know, I don't, you right. Man, I this, got that. This is gonna have two minute story. You got robbed. They stripped you down for real. Yeah. Oh, we got. Okay, hold on. We're gonna we gonna we gonna come back to that. This off, that off, jury, everything, 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 everything. All of, I'm like, pistols all in the head. My homeboy they say, man, let me get that. My homeboy, he said, hey, I ain't got nothing. Other partner who set us up, he said, man, go on get it to him. He said, I ain't got nothing. They all in our draw. Pull your pants down. I'm like, and you you found a lady, your partner set it up. He was right there with them. Oh, when they yeah, did it. Yeah. Somebody you knew. Yeah, he didn't want to invite us out there. Cool dude, we've been hanging with him for a minute. Never expected it. And it's great because during that time, I really think I'm going to be a rapper. Because I was hanging around Lyrical Giants. They okay. were signed with, what's called them? Yeah. So, yeah. Do, is there any 
get back on something like that in the streets? Can you can't let that slide? That's I was I ain't gonna lie. I was in my body. I was I was so mad. So when they uh when they robbed us, they shot in the air like y'all get out by get out of here. They shot in the air and we took off running. So somebody little boy on the bicycle came back. We walking up the street, everybody looking. He came back, gave us our clothes, put our clothes on. So I'm mad. I'm mean, I'm feeling some kind of way. So I immediately go to my girlfriend's house because she stayed on the west side. Go to my house. I start calling people to find out who it was who robbed us. My partner had a homeboy that stayed out there in homes. So he told me who it was. So I said, okay. So now I make another phone call. Hey, man, I need them guns. Mm. So I called my dude who I was with. I said, bro, I know who it is. I got the weapon. Let's go. He mm. said, man, I'm done. He quit selling drawers right then. That night? Yeah. So I got mad at him. <laughs> For real, because I'm like, dude, you know what I'm saying? We can't, right. we can't let default do us like that. Right. He quit right then. So I never went back out there. I, I, you know, I just left there alone. I'm like, you know what? Let me do something different. Okay. So that's when I still start doing the weed. All right. So, man, we haven't even gotten to your incarceration, the programs and stuff, the yeah. positive stuff you're doing. Since then, give you a, give you a, a lyric from a man, Tip. <laughs> no way should reflection be mistaken for glorification. Because there are consequences to all this stuff, right? Absolutely. No way should Absolutely. reflection be mistaken for glorification. Absolutely. So I wanted to talk about this real quick. So we get to the beginning. You got the hard stuff. You decide you want this money and that money. Right. Now, 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 if you're new to the game, how do you go get customers? Not the end user. How do, how do you take this brick or whatever you start with? And who do you start selling to? Well, I knew other people who were selling. So I was going to micromanage. I had the money to buy Okay. And I was just going to give it to them. So they were going to sell it. But I would go out there, too, and I started meeting people. Uh, they were screwing me up the money. Okay. Because they knew I was green. I didn't really know what I was doing. Gotcha. You know what I'm saying? So okay. I would go out into the project. I'm not from the project, so I'd go out and hang out with them, spend the night with their career, whatever. So I would start. So they, people started seeing my face. Gotcha. You know what I'm saying? So when okay. people start seeing your face, they start connecting the dots. Okay. So that's how I started meeting people. So my whole thing was to sell this to, to, to the sellers and gotcha. not the customers. Gotcha. So you sell them to the sellers. I was trying to sell to the sellers. I didn't H- want to sell to the customers. How do you know who to trust, who's a snitch, who's working for the Fed? That's all part of it, ain't it? You, you yeah. don't really. You don't. It's, it's no way you can know. Ain't no way you can know. You can never know. You ever, uh, the crack crack came. Mm. Mm, In the 80s. 80s. Mm-hmm. You stay away from the crack. I did before a second and got out of that. What what? Because people say, man, that's a to- crack and heroin. People say those are different games. It is. What's the is. what's the major major difference? I know the addiction. Yeah. I know the danger of it. Yeah. I know the fact that it's such a uh, the, the the street value is great, but mm-hmm. the, to make it is mm-hmm. let's call it cheaper. Mm-hmm. What made you say I ain't doing? I ain't doing no crack. I mean, did you see something that made you say, hey, I coke is fine. I ain't going with the crack. What like, did you see something? Yeah, when I got robbed. That was a crack? Yeah. That was a crack incident? When I got robbed. <laughs> <laughs> that robbery, that pistol, you know what I'm saying? When I got robbed, they were like, hey, that's that's when I left alone. That was enough. Yeah, that was enough of that. Okay. Yeah. Had a right. little run, but, you know, we good. Okay. Yeah. We game coming up now, so. You good. Plus, yeah, I got another good job, you know what I'm saying? I'm still, no, yeah, I'm still working at, uh, uh, matter of fact, after I got robbed, I wanted to leave everything alone, so I left and went to college. I went to Albany State. So you you left the game alone altogether? Yeah. I for a second. The, yeah. I went I went back to college. I went to college. First time. So how did you go to college? Say I'm gonna leave it alone. What what pulled you back in? Okay, so when I was in college, um, came on for the summer and tried to get prepared to go to school for the next semester. You know, I didn't really have anyone to really instruct me on how to do everything, uh, uh how to file financial aid or anything. My parents, you know, they wasn't really my brother he knew about it, he was trying to educate me, but I always thought he was a father figure, so I ran away from him. So okay. I try to do everything on my own. 
So okay. my thinking was that uh, I go to the military and have them pay me to go to college. Okay. So when I came home, I went to the I went to the Navy, and the night before I went away, I stayed in a hotel with my homeboy and then whatever. We had a little party. Weed was in the process. People were smoking. I leave. I go to the Navy. They test me up there. I came up possible uh, marijuana. Oh, okay. They sent me back home. So when I come back home, now I'm trying to figure out how I'm, how I'm going to go back to school because I don't have any money. I don't have that GI bill. I don't have, you know what I'm saying, because I was going gotcha. to reserve. Okay. So I couldn't get no job. So my, I called one of my homeboys. He said, well, I'll give you this for a quarter of the price. So I went to my homeboy house, and I got that and walked up the street and started back selling Again. dimes. Okay. It's dime of weed. So I started back selling dime of weed. So let me ask you this. What's the most money or cash you've seen at one time that you've had in your possession at one time? Oh, uh, we look. I don't count it about two point five million before easily. It, it, in cash, in yeah, cash. yeah, yeah, easily. You had to you, count it because not the count, not the yeah, like going all the way across town to get a machine. So we had another house, so we just sit there and count it all day, just count money, smoking weed, eating, count money. How long did it take you to count two point five? We, we started about ten o'clock that morning. I think I went home about five, because I was tired. <laughs> I'm like, man, this, I'm tired of counting money, man. My finger, my thumb hurt. This, oh, it, it's green now, because we seen, like, we, I'm telling literally just count. How many of y'all? Three of us. Three of us. Take eight. Mom cooking, making sure we got food, making sure we got boxes of blunts, and making sure we got drink. And we just sit in the house, just counting money. And just divide it out. Yeah, we just, it's everywhere. We taking it to the room, putting it back room, like, we'll go outside, smoke for a minute, and go back in, count some more, count some more. Go back, and by 5 o'clock, I'm like, man, I finna go home. It was done. So let me ask you this. All right, so I'm going to call this the bridge. Before we get to the Fed case, the walls got closed in, you, you do your time right. and all the positive things you're doing, right. I'm, I'm going to skip to the end. Okay. How does this story end? What are some of the positive things? Before we go to prison. Before we go to prison. And before we experience all the things we experienced, 30 minutes in, mm-hmm. seeing somebody or knowing, finding out somebody got killed, before we get to the snakes and the rats, and before we get to how this federal system works, let's jump to the end. Okay. What are you doing now? Right now, I work for the federal government, and that's crazy. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I was in the federal system, and now I work for the federal government. Freeze, I know you're enjoying the webisode. We're going to get right back to it. I got to pay some bills. This segment has been sponsored by Monetize Your Message. Here's my belief. Why aren't you turning your trials and tribulations into celebrations? After 25 years of being on stages all over the world, I can show you how to formulate, market, and monetize your story and everything you've been through and help thousands of people. Do me a favor. Go to howtomonetizeyourmessage.com because your story belongs to you, but your message belongs to the world. Now enjoy the remainder of the episode. Um, I work at the VA hospital. Okay. Uh, I also own my own, operate my own nonprofit organization called Jump Forward Incorporated. Uh, me and my co-founder, Carsten Brinson, he was actually incarcerated with me. Okay. Um, How much time did he do? He did 15 years too. Oh, wow. But he's from, he's from Marietta. Okay. Uh, it's crazy. It's in Georgia. Story. Yeah, in Georgia, Marietta, Georgia. So uh, we, we operate that. We also, me and my sister and my wife, we have a business where we get wholesale stuff, items in, and we sell it back to the community at a lower price so they can afford some of the things they want. And being involved with the U.S. Attorney's Office, doing mentoring for them, uh, also affiliated with different other organizations, Alumni Affinity Associ- Association, mm. and just out here working, man. Tell them about, just- about your paralegal, you, you, uh, what you're trying to do now. And also, uh, like I said, paralegal. Uh, uh, those 
most offenders that's come home that was in the federal system that's uh, in their supervised release or trying to get off. So I, they'll call me and I help them. I put motion together for them to terminate the supervised release early. Uh, right now, I've been successful. I have uh, over 15 people who got early uh, early termination supervised release. Mm. Only two got denied. Wow. Yeah, and I don't know where what reason. So, so now hold on. For those that don't know, early early termination, termination right. of early release. So right. tell tell them exactly so, what that means. The halfway house. There's right. a process. So, right. So once you got the halfway house, you're put on pro not pro you put on supervised release. The federal system do not have probation. People, let's be clear with that. Okay. They, you, you would not get on parole. So you get on you get on um, you get on supervised release. Okay. So upon a supervised release, you got a probation officer, and you usually have to go take drug tests, or they have to come in your house and. You got to call them, ask the bit, can I go here? Can I go there? It's, it's a lot of, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And a lot of people are trying to get their life back together, and they need to have that freedom to move around. But because they're under probation at this time, they cannot. Gotcha. So you've helped 15 people get right, that get that done. Right. So a lot of people, you may have anywhere from three years, five years, 10 years of uh, supervised release. Um, so law states, after one year of successful completing your supervised release with no, uh, no, uh, no fractions, no, no, no problems to your probation officer, anything that you can file to have your supervised release terminated. Okay. So I bring the motions up to help people get theirs terminated early. Right. So in the process of that, a lot of guys, I'll also train them how to be mentors back in the community because so that it can help be more favorable towards their supervised release. So a lot of guys that come through us and we'll train them, Mio and our Carson Brinson, we'll train them to be mentors. Wow. So they can go back in, in the community they're in and go out there and spread the good word of how, you know, they can change their life, how to be successful, you know. So that's what we do. That's what nice. I do. Yeah. All right. Now that's the end. Yeah. Let's go to the middle. You've been robbed early in the game. Yeah. You get in the game, you get out the game, you get in the game, you get yeah. out the game. Yeah. You're still going to school. Yeah, still going to school. You attempt to go to the military. Yeah. But because you were smoking, yeah. they that came up in your test. That's that. You go back to the streets. Mm-hmm. All right. At what point do you see yourself go from, man, this is a little part-time thing to I cannot believe that this franchise... Is it kind of like an organizational franchise? Like, explain it to people like myself. Uh, you got people that work for you, people that work for them, people that work for them. So, so, how, does the, how does the structure so work? The federal Center, they put it as a... They, they stated it was a loosely, organ, loosely international organization. So, hmm. uh, up under my umbrella, up under the tree that I'm charged with, uh, you have a person at the top. That's you. It was not me. Okay, somebody else. It's someone else at the top, right? Okay. They're connected to the, the plug. So the person at the top, they have lieutenants. Gotcha. Right. I'm I'm charged with lieutenant. Okay. Right. Uh, lieutenants have people under them. Gotcha. So our case is separated. Gotcha. So he has his case, he have a case, and I have a case. So on my case, I'm on top of my case. Gotcha. And everybody else fall up under me. So when when your case came down, mm-hmm. did the other lieutenants were they all were all y'all charged at the same time? Ask, they the one who got me in the case. The, the other lieutenants. The, it was just the plug. Lieutenant. The, he got me in the case. The plug told on you. Yes, him and lieutenant, which is, they they got me. So really. Yeah. So uh, uh, it just came down. Um, so I'm actually in my conspiracy. I'm actually charged for being the transportation for our organization. Okay, got you. Yeah. So they're saying that according to the feds, I was the UPS and FedEx of Atlanta. That I would move it from one place to another. But then it also got me with having, you know, other people up under me. Right. Okay. Yeah. Now, there's an older cat that um, a friend of mine told me conspiracy, because a lot of people don't understand conspiracy. Yeah. So, again, yeah. we want to clear this stuff up. 
He said, man, they didn't even catch me with the dope in my hand. They got to. Conspiracy is a meeting of the minds. Yeah. He said conspiracy is a meeting of the minds. So if is it true if two or more people say George the yeah. plug, that's all they need? Yeah, because the thing is, like, with my case, they never knew anything about me. So when my name was mentioned, the only picture they ever knew was my driver's license picture because I've always had a taxpayer. You know what I'm saying? I'm always working. So it's like, dude don't have any speeding tickets. He's never been arrested. And y'all trying to tell us that he's doing this with y'all? Right. So they couldn't believe it. Okay. Until they, they set it up. So when they set it up, they still didn't catch me at the scene. Okay. All right. But people at the scene who got caught said my name. Got you. And got you. that's when they started an investigation and start questioning people about my illegal activities that I was doing. Okay. Um, so somebody else, so to right. the young people out there. Yeah. You didn't even get, somebody didn't get else caught. got caught. They got caught. I and, didn't get caught. And the plug now, so the plug get caught and started telling on his two lieutenants. Where well, the plug they, they and one caught. lieutenant yeah, telling they, you. They, everybody get caught and they start telling. They mention my name and they start they start doing their investigation. They never see me do anything. They don't have any, no video, no 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 phone conversation. They don't have anything of me agreeing to do anything with anybody other than what people are saying they did and people identify that I am who I am. So that was enough to put them on you. But then yeah, now they that trying was to, enough for them to indict me. Just that. Yeah. That they never they never watched me or video me or monitor me doing anything. Just enough people saying your name. Enough people said I did X, Y, and Z. Did the plug get? Re- it's gonna sound like a rhetorical question, but did the plug got reduced time for helping people under him get busted. Usually, it's who's your plug? Well, who's your plug? Who's your plug? The plug got caught and went. This is them. This well, is you know, them. Normally, normally in the system that we see now, um, they'll get less time than the ones at the very bottom. The, the plug, the, the very bottom, because the thing is. The people at the very bottom, the ones who actually own the streets, on the corners, who they gonna tell them? Ain't nobody left. Ain't nobody left because the one up top, now I told them one down the bottom. So who you gonna tell them? Who can you? Who can they, you they how can you help fishes. us? Right. So how can you help me? They can't. Oh, you can tell us a smoker or somebody else who's doing the same thing you're doing. And that ain't enough. And if you go do that, then you gotta go get everybody. You know what I'm saying? So it's flipped now to where the little guy get the most time. Yeah, of course. Yeah. So hold on, George. Yeah. If you're a big guy and you get. Because you 15 got, to 20. Right. You tell me, don't tell me a little guy getting 45. Man, a little guy getting time. Because you got to think about just a little guy, they're, they're actually getting caught doing holding work. Right. A lot of the big people, they don't touch work no more. So that's how I, thought, that's how I was able to work, because I wasn't touching work. I take that back. I'm lying. Okay. I would touch the work when it first come in. Right, okay. When it come in, I touch the work, and then I pass it on. Okay. Next thing I touch is money. Okay. <laughs> All the other stuff they do it, they ain't gonna do it with me. Okay. So, so George, what kind of places like when the work, when the work, quote unquote, come in? Let's just say from overseas. Mm-hmm. What what kind of places y'all meeting at? Like where? Okay. How does the call come in? All right, I got the work. I got. All right, where we meet at? You know, I got a fun story behind all that, right? Yeah. So, listen, like, I mean, one t- time, take me to the uh, to the work. So one time we got a call. I got a call that the work came in, and I was going to meet the people in uh, Jimmy Carter. Okay. At the at the dentist. Right? At the dentist office? No, at the dentist uh, restaurant. Uh, oh, Dennis. Yeah, yeah. So, okay, Dennis. So um, I went inside. Me and my guy, we inside eating. He and his truck, I'm in mine. So we inside eating. I see them pulled up outside. I look at them. They look at me. So I'm still eating. So they grabbed my truck and left. Okay. They brought my truck back. I get finished eating. I go pay for it. I go outside. Me and dude talking. We stand by my truck. And I go open my door. So what I would do was I would leave my key on the floor. And okay. they would get it. And they would leave the key back on the tire. Okay. They locked the key inside the, inside my truck. With the work. So I got to call, I got to call uh, somebody, a locksmith to come open my door. 
Cause, cause, cause the wife is way across town somewhere at work. Right. And she, you know, so, key. Right. That's so right. It's too much time for me to be sitting out here with all this work in the car. Right. So we lot stuff called. They coming out. So me and the guy, we sitting out there. We I'm smoking a cigarette. We talking. Police pull up. Hey, what's going on? <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> Nothing. What are y'all doing? Well, we just I locked my keys in the car. Waiting for a lot stuff to come. The police officer tell me, oh, I heard that call to go out. He said, I said, okay. Don't tell me so I can, I can slim jib. No, he said, okay. he said, I heard the call go out. Somebody be out here shortly. So I said, okay, mind you. Now, I didn't think about this until I was incarcerated. When do the police get notified to come and lock the door? I was about to say, yeah, what, exactly. what, what he get? Right. So the, the process out. was already happening? No, it wasn't happening. Uh, okay. But I don't know what was happening. You know what I'm saying? Right. It wasn't that process. <laughs> okay. so, so they come, they unlock the door. I pay them. I jump in my truck. I come back. I was side of town, south side. I get two blunts at the same time. I'm double gunning because I'm stressed. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I got so much inside my car right now that it was a life sentence right there. If the police had, if anything, if, him if went in first. If the police said, well, you know what, let me go in and see. I would have been gone then. Right then. Right then. How can I? So that's how the work get distributed. So- you, they, they bring it, they take your car, but it, it's different. fill it so, up different ways. It, so it's changed up. So now we we, we got a location where I go get their bury and I go pick it up. So it's different. It changed. It okay, changed. Gotcha, you know, gotcha. At first it was minimal. Then it, when it got so big, they had to change up things, how things move. But I always with the one, I'll go get it and bring it back. So when you bring it back, do you now give it to the people under you? Uh, when I bring it back, it's usually uh, me, the other lieutenant, and the big guy. So okay. Us three would sit down, make sure everything's what it is. We don't, we don't, matter of fact, we don't cut anything open. Okay. Right? So we just look at the numbers. Gotcha. And he was like, okay, I'm going to give y'all first option. Y'all got 30 minutes to move whatever you can move. After that, I'll go move everything else. Oh, that's the big guy saying? Yeah. Okay. So me and him, we can, we, hey, 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 woo, 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 what you need? So if they say need, so we're going to drop everything off. Gotcha. If not, then he's just go ahead and take everything somewhere else. And you got what you need? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. So you got your, you got your crew starting to develop. Yeah. You ever been suspicious of anybody in your crew stealing from you? I did because I actually had, uh, um, I actually had someone break into one of my spots. So where stuff was being held? Yeah, they oh. they they stole hundred pounds. And what's the cash equivalent of that? Uh, fifty thousand. That I had to pay for it. A hundred pounds is about fifty grand for me. This is weed. Time. Yeah, this is weed. Okay. Well, actually, it was lower than fifty thousand, but I'm I was telling them that you know what I'm saying. So, right. Um, there's only five people that knew where it was at. Me, my three play cousins, because this is my play cousin house, mm. and one of my homeboys. So it gotta be one of them, because the thing is that he stays in an apartment. That the back door is a high fence, and they came in through the through the back patio into the window. He has a high fence back there that you can't see in, and he got a pit bull back there. It's big. <laughs> everybody in the neighborhood know he got a vicious dog back right, there. Ain't so ain't nobody did. gonna jump back there with a crazy dog <laughs> right. unless they know the dog. Right. So it has to be one of them. Got you. So what I do is like, you know what? Ain't nobody getting no work. I got to see who's going to be broke because y'all ask me for some money. Got you. If you don't ask for no money, that means you got something to do with it. You okay. Got you. So my cousin who, who apartment it is, his little cousin, we don't see a little cousin no more. Mm. So then I get a call that little cousin, he, he got these things going for the low low. So I'm like, let me go see him. Mm. So we go to his spot. He pulled up. He got him a brand new truck. Him and her girl jumped out with bags. So I looked at my cousin. I'm like, he looking, him? he fresh, right? He like, man. So he, 
I'm like, what's up, man? You don't need anything? He said, no, nah, I'm good. You know, I have ran across some people, so I'm good right now. I'm... What you going to do about this? No, you, I asked him. You put it on him. Yeah, I said, because you're responsible for it because it's your spot. Gotcha. So what you going to do about this? He said, man, I'm going to take care of it. But at the time, the people, my people, they ain't trying to hear all that. Gotcha, yeah. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Because so you, like, you owe them. Yeah, because yeah. I owe them. Right. So, and I, but I told them, I'm not paying. He going to pay that. I'm not paying. So they said, they said that's your word. Mm. I said, yeah, I'm not paying. They said, okay, no problem. So he get a call that somebody broke into his career that it's, 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 some, <laughs> it's some people in his house wait for him. Who, who, he who? My, my cousin. Okay. Oh, so, wow. So uh, I tell him, so he called me. I said, don't go in your crib. So I got a pit bull, a trained to do all this stuff. Let him in the house, search the house, all that. You got a trained pit bull to do all that? Yeah, I had one that did all that. I mean, so, yeah. Yeah. So uh, I'll come back to the door and search the house. But you can tell people in the house. You can? Yeah, you can tell They can say they've been in there. Yeah, they've been, been in there now. They, yeah, they had been sitting there waiting. Because you see Siri, they had been smoking Siri and sitting in the house waiting for him to come. So I put, I grabbed him, told him, hey, Put him up in the hotel room. Let him hide you for a while. Tell your mom don't bring a grocery over this week, and let me get in contact with these people. How do you get the tip that some people may be in the house? Because one of his who? neighbors called him and said, "Hey man, some some people were in your house." Oh, gotcha. You know okay. what I'm saying? Okay. So when the neighbor called, so he called me. So we uh, when we find out all this, and I go over there and see what's going on. Put him up in the hotel. Money I got to spend. Tell his mom don't come over there. Don't bring no grocery. He good across this week. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I'm hiding them out. So I go talk to people. They're like, what's going on? I say, hey, man, I'm going to pay that tab right quick. You know what I'm Yeah, because it's that right, serious. Right, yeah. It's so serious. I went ahead and paid the money. And that's what you meant earlier. You having to cover a lot of people. I got to cover a lot of people with debts, man. You know what I'm saying? That's, that's, it wasn't my fault. So why? But as that is my fault because I should have secure. So I'm responsible for that. Okay, let me ask you this. Put, put me in the mind of a drug dealer at your level. I heard Jay-Z say one time he didn't go to the movies for years. And I know, I know some people watching me like, well, Jay-Z story, this and that. Just, right. just follow my analogy. Right, 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 right. High-level person says they don't go to the movies. Mm-hmm. They don't do none of that. Because if a person knows I'm here at this spot for mm-hmm. two and a half hours, that's a long time to be sitting trying to enjoy a movie right. with so much stuff going on around me. Like, are you paranoid like 24-7? Oh, are you, absolutely. Is, is, absolutely. Is, 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 you, your life kind of... You, you just don't know. Man, I'm going home five different ways every night. You know, I'm, I'm changing checking, up routes. Yeah, I'm, I'm checking on the... I'm checking on the wife, make sure she's straight. I'm, I'm, sure, I'm, I'm paranoid. I'm, I'm, I'm in the club. I'm going, to go, I'm going to certain clubs because I know the owner at the club, man. I know he gonna make sure I'm straight. I know the bouncers. I'm on at certain spots, and, and I mean, one night we in the club and they tried to kidnap my homeboy at the club. He's so drunk he don't know what's going on. They got him going to the door. So snatched him up. They, they got him. They carrying him out the door. He drunk. He going with him. He don't know what's going on. Uh-huh. So I'm asking everybody, hey man, who, who are them cats? Don't nobody know him. They finna ask the door. So I pull up on them, like, hey, man, what's going on? Hey, we can take home, but no, I got, dude. They were taking them to go do something to them. Wow. You know, so it's that level of paranoia that, you know, I'm thinking everybody following me. Right. I'm thinking, I'm at the red light, and I hear, I don't know, was a firecracker, was a pistol going off. I don't know. I just duck and hit the button and hit the gas start. Right, right. Because right, I'm so paranoid. Right, That's right. why I'm like, you know what? I'm tired of the losses, the paranoia. It's too much. <laughs> it's, too it's too much. <laughs> I mean, how can you just constantly live like that? I'm at home in the bed one night, me and the wife. I'm, we in our natural state. Right. My house alarm goes off at 2 o'clock in the morning. I'm scared out my mind. <laughs> but, you know what I'm saying? Because it could be anything. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> the house alarm going off. I'm scared. We are natural state. She's looking at me like this. So right. I grab my pistol and I'm, 
I'm going to the house like still. I gotta go on this floor and I come downstairs. I'm work. scared because I know if they're in the house, they mean they come to get me. Right, right, right. I'm so scared that I finally I go to the door that's open and I'm looking. Cause I see the alarm and tell me the door open. I go down there. I got pit bulls in the house and I got some outside. You do? Yeah. So at that time I did. So my pit bull in the house, he's he friendly, tail waggy, good. So my pit bull outside, I call him. He comes to the door, everything good. So my wife said, well, you might have left the door open while you was down there. So the wind blew it open. I got a 10-foot fence of prospects around my backyard. So I'm, I'm, I'm so paranoid. I don't close the door. I don't check all the locks. I looked outside. I went outside. walked around. I'm so scared. I stay up the rest of the night. Wow. My, just I'm to make just, sure. Yeah. I'm, and you got all these extra measures. Right. My, I'm so paranoid. like, man, I can't live like this. <laughs> it's my way to live, bro. I mean, it's, I mean. You have a good time. It's just, it was just too much. Right. And I know for a fact that people was, you know, because I had to interfere with other dudes and them getting robbed. When they got robbed and police, they come to their house and shoot their house up. They'll call me. And I got to go with them and go talk to these people. Like, hey, man, y'all leave them alone. Hey, man, you can't rob this dude because he's my people. You know what I'm saying? Hey, right. So I know, you know what I'm saying? I'm a fun looking dude that a lot of people don't really know. Right. Because people didn't know what I was doing. So, but they see me sometimes, they see me with money. They're like, man, what little dude doing? I'm like, hey, I, I can't deal with that paranoid state no more. So, because I knew, I didn't even know, I didn't even know what you idea. was doing. Man. I did, I had no idea <laughs> until everything, until the walls closed, yeah. that you were into which I had no idea, bro. It, it Not at that level. It, it was a surprise to the to, to the whole community for real because, like I said earlier, my sister told me never look like what you're doing. Right. So, so you didn't course, have a flashy cars and stuff. You went with all of that. You it's crazy maybe a toy or two or what? I I had a toy. You know, I had the four wheelers. You know, so I had my trucks. You know what I mean. I had just bought, I had a jag, but nobody seen it. You know what I'm saying? Right, okay. So I would hire stuff. You know, then, but like, when I go out of town, I have fun. Right, okay, there you go. Because nobody really know me. You know right, what I'm saying? okay, gotcha. Up here, I go, like I said, I go to one club, but I always, you know, bought my clothes. You know what I'm saying? But I had a job, too. So a lot of times, people see me, I might have a scrub off it on. Right. And I might be in a spot that's my spot, and I might be able to just chill and smoke, but I put it like, so it's, so me and my cousin would be in the club. I make sure like he the man. And gotcha. he's buying everything. Gotcha. I'm just his flunky just hanging out with him. Right. With the squirrels. No, I'm just joking. I mean, so, absolutely. So you know what I'm saying? Because <laughs> a lot of times you see people, we look at people as they are. Right. And a lot of times we don't really see people or know the whole they really are. For what they are, yeah. So people looking at me, they're like, man, dude got glasses on. He, I might have one tie. You know what I'm saying? I'm like this. That's hey, how you, how you doing? You know what right. I'm saying? Right. I'm, I'm, I'm speaking. I'm not. So they are magic rugging me out. They just think, oh, he's just a homeboy. Yeah. But a lot of that changed one night we was in the club. And dude told everybody of VIP, we was in uh, the gentleman club. I used to love the gentleman club. So we in the gentleman club one night. It's a strip club for everybody. That's strip club in yeah. So we in the gentleman club one night. We we, we did the VIP. We got both VIP sessions. We in there. We got bottles everywhere. We got everybody having fun. And this clown, everybody know he the man. Everybody know he it. This clown wanted to say, hey, hold, 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 hold up, everybody. We need to give a toast. So he stand up and give a toast. Everybody looking at him. Because everybody know he got he got the gawky diamonds. I had the jury, but mine wasn't like his jury. He right. got ridiculous, stupid jury. Right. You know what I'm saying? We got custom jury going on. He's stupid with it, right? So he said, hey, none of this will be possible without Gio. <laughs> everybody looked at me. I said, oh, my God. That's how people start seeing. That's how it happened. Yeah, they, say, they say Frank Lucas' wife not told him to wear the chinchilla. Right. It's always something. It's always, he, he wore the chinchilla. He that, wore the chinchilla to the fight. If he had never said that, people would never know. Really? When he said, made that comment in the club amongst so many people, they start looking at me like, oh, so he the reason. Dang. 
Because they always just see me overly quiet. Because I don't, I don't do a lot of talking. I just right. sit back, relax. You right. know what I'm saying? Enjoy myself. Dances, I might get one dance. I really like girls dancing on me, so I'm good with that. Right. I just like to come chill, have a drink. You was the perfect drug dealer. To the kids, to the kids, real quick. Ain't no such thing though. I know, I know. We're gonna, we're gonna. Well, we're gonna talk about the lesson in a second. I want you to give a message to the kids watching or aspiring dope boys or whatever. But let me ask you this: Uh, uh, a white collar, like in the stock market and Mm -hmm. and and the 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 money the money game. Right, right. They say the thing they fear most is windbreakers with letters coming into their office. Yeah. Right. The, the, the thing that you fear most yeah. is windbreakers and letters yeah. with letters on them coming into the office. What did you fear most? Was it prison? Was it death? Was it having to kill somebody? What's that paranoia? You had to pick Brian. The one thing I feared the most, man, was was what? What was your biggest fear? Uh, I'm not going to say prison because I, it was at one point where I always knew that if they ever called us, we were going to prison. So I knew that was going to happen. Mm. Um, I want to say die, man. I ain't. I ain't I ain't want to get. I ain't want to die. Not then. I ain't, still don't want to die. Right. And then, and in the way they was torturing people and torturing people, with family members, I didn't want that. For what's me. the? What's the? Let's scare the kids. What's the worst thing you ever heard happen to somebody? Oh man, this one guy. I'm gonna give you two stories. This one guy, he want to get the money up, so they grab his baby and put the baby in the microwave. What? Yeah. Yeah. A baby, a, a newborn, a baby that's yeah. small. Yeah. Kill the baby. They didn't kill the baby. But they put him in there. They put the baby in the microwave. So when they put the baby in the microwave, they were like, what you going to do? He got that money up for him. Yeah. So yeah, a lot yeah. of people believe they, that you're supposed to have money put aside for that. Yeah. But they don't want just that. They want everything. The other story I had, one of my good friends, he's still incarcerated now. He got kidnapped at the gas station. He said for two and a half days, they tortured and beat him. Cut his whole body up, burning him, grabbing his private spot, putting the, the hot iron on it. I mean, they just, every time he passed out, they'll wake him back up. He's just blooded and just, just, and the people asked And they ended up letting him go? No, they thought he was dead. Oh, wow. They thought he was dead. So he still didn't want to get the money up. So they thought he was dead, and they got him and threw him in a dumpster. Wow. He stayed in a dumpster a whole day, just in a dumpster. He said this whole time he was thinking about his son. I got to get my son, right? So he said he climbed out the dumpster. When he get out the dumpster, he go to one apartment. He say, he knock on the door. If people open the door and they see him, and they close the door, they don't want that problem. They can't, yeah, yeah. He said he go to another door. See, when they open the door, he just fell in the apartment. He said it took him a year to learn how to walk again. What? Yeah, yeah. yeah. George, money, yeah. money, and that game make people this money make vicious. people do the craziest things in the world. I know, I, I, I know, know it's a rhetorical question. Say, people who know who never had money, they get a change when they get money. Because a lot of people get to acting so brand. You know what I'm saying? I've seen dudes do so many things. Like, dude, are you tripping? Because they know they got money. And you see people who allow them to do certain things, allow them to talk to them a certain way because they know they got money. Yeah. Money changes the people who had the money and the people around people they got money. It changes a lot, bro. It really does. So, all right, let's take them to the system. How did you know? Talk, talk to me today about the day they came for you. You said... Man, this this thing over. Like at, like at some point you like they, they this is over. No, I knew I knew it was gonna be over with. Was it a raid? Was it? No, I knew it was gonna be over with because um, it was so much work. And I told my cousin, I said, man, if the feds ever come in on us, if, if we ever get locked up, we going straight to the fed because we got so much work coming in. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't actually know it was over with until they did that raid. And and, and where was the raid? What happened? The raid was off Moreland Avenue here in Atlanta. So 
uh, there's a rock quarry over there that we just go up there all the time and do our thing. Uh, I went to go pick the work up, me and my cousin and my other, uh, we got another lookout guy. So that's the advantage of players. I seen the police there. At the time I seen the car, I'm like, man, they look like the police. Uh-huh. So I called my dude and said, hey, man, it's a strange car here. So he called me and said, man, don't worry about them. Do my people make sure everything's straight because it had already been a lot of lockups lately. Mm-hmm. So I seen it. So we go here, we go through the motion. We don't load up. It's one way in, it's up a hill. So we load up, I get in the passenger seat, my dude get in the driver's seat. We get ready to come down the hill. So when he start to come up, they block the road and jump out with all black masks on, the whole black suits. They got dogs running and I see it and I take off running. So my dude, I hear him in the distance say, what am I supposed to do? I'm already running, so I don't know what you're going to do. Right. I ran. I see the plane. I see the helicopter. I didn't know. I'm thinking I'm running straight into some woods. I didn't know it was a cliff. So as I'm running, I'm running. And my last step, I just fell about 30 feet. I bounce, 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 bounce. I don't twist my ankle. I'm cut all the way up. But I still see the helicopter. I still see the place, so I got to keep on moving. I'm dragging myself. Looking at TV, I was like, I go through the creek to try to kill my trail. You know what I'm saying? Right. I go oh, you, even though you banged up and beat up? Yeah, I'm, I'm still moving because my adrenaline is rushing. Okay. So I'm still moving. I'm still moving. I'm in the woods, so I keep running. I keep going. And I stay in the woods so it get dark. And it's crazy because I'm staying in the woods. I really don't know how far I got until I walked down the embankment. Now I'm on, I came off of uh, uh, 285. Now I'm on 675. <laughs> okay. You done ran to another highway. Right. So I'm walking well, hold down. Hold on, we got to distract. We know what that is? We don't know what that is. We got a little distraction. Hold on. We talking about these uh, what you call folks that are pulled up on us. Okay. Yeah, right. <laughs> Call they coming for you. Stop this. Freeze. Please don't kill me. I know I'm interrupting the show, but we got to pay some bills. This segment was sponsored by Monetize Your Message. Now, what is that? Well, we show you how to turn life's tribulations into celebrations. There are millions of people who've been through exactly what you're going through. The difference is we turn your life, which is an asset, into your message, which is an investment. Huge difference. Guys, I have the frameworks, formulas, and seven-figure fundamentals to show you how to monetize your message and help people all over the world. Visit howtomonetizeyourmessage.com. That's howtomonetizeyourmessage.com because your story belongs to you, but your message belongs to the world. Now enjoy the remainder of the episode. Yeah. All right. So so the, the, the gig is up. You jump down the embankment. Jump down. Adrenaline rush. You hurt, but you you moving. moving you trying to get away. Yes. What happens now? You. So, I mean, where do you end up on six seventy five? Six seventy five. So I'm walking down the expressway. I'm walking down, and this car pulled over. Then he was like, "Uh, where you need to go? You all right?" I said, "Man, I need to get your phone." So he said, well, "Come on, I got you." So I still got money in my pocket. So I said, "Man, I'll pay you." He said, "No, don't worry about it." So I, so I said, "Well, don't go on Morton Avenue." <laughs> <laughs> I said, don't go on more. So he said, well, where are you really trying to go? I said, man, I'm anywhere in College Park. He said, you know what? I'm going past College Park train station. I said, man, whatever I pay you for this. He said, don't worry about it. I got you. So we ride. I'm sitting there. I'm thinking about everything that's going through my mind. I'm thinking about everything. And we quiet. All of a sudden, he said, God got plans for you. Stranger. Yeah, stranger. Picked you up. Yeah. He said, God got plans for you. He said, you got to go through some things. That's all he said. He see you. He see, do he see you all money? He see all that. 
So, so uh, when I get to the train, when I get to the train station, I call, I call my my cleaner to go to my house and clean everything out. I need you to get all these stuff out this house. Wow. Then I call somebody to come pick me up, take my mother house. When I get to my mother house, I go in the house. She see me. She's like, "Boy, what's wrong with you?" I said, "I touched you in a minute." I went to the room and told my sister uh, to come here and my wife to come here. And my mom thought I had been fighting because I'm muddy so, and everything. Yeah, so I'm like, "Hey, I gotta do something." You know what I mean? I said, I'm gonna holler y'all later. Usually, man, they they already at the crib. They didn't because they don't know. They didn't know. They, they literally did not know about me. Wow. So there's no need for them coming to my crib. Okay. So um, that at that spot, they on to somebody else. No, they own to me, but they don't really know because they don't know where I'm at. Okay. So they still look for me over there in that area. Okay. So I get to my mom's crib. I tell them I said I gotta leave for a while. So uh, I get in the car. Go down my dude crib, grab some more money, and I go down my grandparents in the country, down okay. to Alabama. So I go to sleep, I wake up. When I wake up, I can't move. My legs are swollen, my knees and everything. everything swollen. I got cuts everywhere. So I'm walking on the cane. So uh, I'm actually staying in Alabama now. So gotcha. I had my truck brought down, a four wheeler brought down, and I'm, I'm living down there. So I was down in Alabama five days, and I get pulled over in the car, my, well, my cousin's down there, police pull us over. I'm the only one to call with Georgia, Georgia license. So we get a license. He come back. He locked up one of my dudes down there. So the dude get locked up. I'm like, man, don't say one because he know what's going on. The dude does. Yeah. So like, don't say anything. I'm coming to get you. Go get the white, get in my jail. We go to the club, that party tonight because I'm thinking I'm good. So I'm actually living in Alabama right now. I'm chilling down there. You know what I mean? Grandma's house. I'm living down there. Uh, then I get a call one night and said, the feds know you're dying there. Somebody, one of your partners told you that? Yeah. Okay. They called and said, the feds know you're dying there. So I leave there, and I go to Columbus, Georgia. Okay. So when I get to Columbus, Georgia, now I'm starting back to live again. And I got back in school. I enrolled in school. I'm trying to find me a crib. I'm just chilling, you know what I'm saying? Wife come see me. I'm living at my own spot. I'm in school. Uh, she, my sister called me and said uh, uh, the U.S. Marshal and D.A. went to my mom's house. And they had, a, they had my driver's license picture and a picture of all the drugs. And they said I was facing a life sentence. So I imagine, like, man, you need to go turn yourself in. Don't call no lawyer. Just come straight talk to us. Who said that? My sister tell me that that's what they told her. That they told her, okay. I told her she crazy. <laughs> There's no way in the world you go talk to any agent without representation. You right. never do that. Right. So I, get, I call a lawyer, lawyer in Texas. He said, man, just get a plan, come down here. He's, you're not on the list right now. Just come on down here. I'm so paranoid. I'm like, man, I'm not coming down to Texas. You know right. what I'm saying? So, there's a list. There's a so-called list of people list. that they're looking for? The flight list. Oh, yeah. oh you're not. Oh, not meaning you can fly. List. Right. Because okay. Okay. I'm not in the system. So they're not looking for me. But I don't really. I don't think everybody's looking for me. Right. So get in contact with a lawyer up here. Tell me everything going on. He called the agent. He called him. He called the DA. They tell him what they know. So they said, okay. So we set up with me turn myself in. So when I turned myself in, um, I stayed in jail about a week. I stayed in jail a week. And I was able to get bun. You did get bun. I got bun, okay. and it was amazing because a lot of people don't normally get bun with that type of amount of drugs they've been charged with. Flight risk. Right. So, uh, the, our defense was that how am I possible flight risk when I'm enrolled in college with my own name, gotcha. and and not only that, they never came to my house. They hmm. they never came to where I stayed, hmm. looking for me. Never. They said they rolled past that one time, but they never came out on the door to see why I was at home. What happened to the other guys? At the original bus, did they catch them? Yeah, they caught them, locked them up. Everybody. Yeah, they you locked don't know all them. I don't want ran and got away. So they locked all of them up and automatically all of them said my name. They did. So now they out. So when I finally come back, turn myself in, I, 
but the condition of my of me being on a bond is that I had to move to Columbus, Georgia. I got to actually be down there in the school. Oh wow! Okay. Which is no problem with me. Okay, as I'm walking out of the courtroom, the agent got on the phone and said, "Hey, they finna, I don't know who he's talking to, but he called the people say they finna let him go." So I get out and hey, get my go to the house, get my stuff, and I leave to uh, go to Columbus. That's the day I made my daughter. When I got out of jail that day, that's when I made my daughter. Really? Yep. In Columbus. And I made her that night at the house at that stop pit. <laughs> so I was out, so I was out the whole time of pregnancy, but I was going back and forth, going back and forth. Hearing the only time I could come up here to Atlanta was to talk to the lawyer. That's it. Other than that, I had to be down in Columbus. I was restricted from being up here because all everybody's still telling they still working the case. They still trying to get other people. So how long does it take before you, you get bonded? Mm-hmm. Do they make you a deal? Like talk to the people okay, about so the plea versus trial. So basically, I was. I was never presented a plea. Okay. My lawyer was presented a plea, but he never presented it to me. Really? Is that legal? No, it's not. So, because of that, um, he didn't even tell you you had an offer. He never told me anything about it. So they they offered me a plea the night before trial. So basically, the plea will say I would get ten years. You could have took ten. I could have took ten, and I was cool with that because I know I was guilty. Okay. So I would took ten years. Okay. But him, my two lawyers, they decided to turn the plea down. They never notified me about the plea. So, so since you didn't think you had a plea, you went to trial? I was going to try anyway because the lawyer had told me, he said, the only way that they would even talk to you is if you agree to talk to them about people. So I never, for the record, and I want people to understand this, I've never spoken to an agent in my life. The only person I ever spoken to was my attorney. Mm-hmm. My attorney in turn talked to them. Mm-hmm. I've never spoken to an agent. The only time I seen an agent was during my trial, mm-hmm. seen a cross for me. I have never spoken to an agent. So I've never debriefed. I've never did a proffer letter. I've never done none of that. I just went to trial, got convicted, and let go and sentenced. Okay, so so talk to me about the trial. Your co-defendant starts saying your name. Yeah. Now, I know the story. Right, right, right. I I don't have to say, I ain't going to say the names, but some of the high-ranking people with you, basically, you're the only one that didn't snitch. I'm the only one who didn't snitch. And you forgave when I was at your when you came home, you actually forgave everybody. I had to. See the thing about it, um, while I was in prison, of course I was upset. I couldn't believe they betrayed me like that because these were my brothers. You know what I'm saying? So I was very upset. With I, I had so much hate in my heart for dudes that snitching, but then I started thinking about my life. You know, my problems started way before that, before the case. Mm. I started doing some. My, however small it was, I was doing wrong before that. And then the thing is that I had to hold accountability for myself. Had I not put myself in that position, then they had no reason telling me. Had I not volunteered to sell drugs, then it would never happen. Hmm. And then I, I was reading the Bible, and I'm asking God, I'm praying, my family praying that, you know, God let him out of prison. But God tell you in the Bible, say, well, how are you going to ask me to forgive you when you won't forgive a person who you see? Hmm. And I thought about that. And I started thinking about, you know what? You let all that anger go. I let all that go right there. And I felt so much better. I slept so much better after that. And while I was in prison, I reached out to them. I talked to them. I said, hey, man, listen, I'm good. You, I hope you good. I hope your family good. And I just been talking to them ever since. Like, I, I talk to them now. I can call them right now on the phone. They can answer the phone. You know what I mean? I have no problem with nobody. You know Dang, that's, 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 I that's, no that's admirable, for, first of all. That's no honorable, problem. admirable. Let's put let's put it in perspective. Without you ain't gotta say no names, but so and so 
did X amount of time because mm-hmm. they said your name. So and so, how much time did they shave by saying your name? And then it, all the time getting up on you, getting put on you. Who who? How, how much time do you get saved by giving your name up? Well, actually, one of them, I think he had got immunity. Well, several of them got immunity. They don't, they gonna get immunity they for the people that don't know. Immunity. You, they do not go through no prison time at all. So okay. Some people got immunity. Some people might have got like five years. Uh, now, one of the dudes who was significant in getting me caught up, and I got to get credit, and a lot of people don't know this. Uh, he, when, time, when it came down to my trial, and they tried to get him to come testify against me, he said, I'm not going to testify against him. Mm. So because he went to testify against me, they put a case back on him. Mm. He ended up doing the same my time I did. So he didn't say your name? It started like that, but it didn't finish like that. Gotcha. So by that time, when they needed him to come say, hey, put the docs together, he said, no, I'm not doing that. I'm not doing it. He gotcha. refused to do that. And he was like, man, my brother shouldn't do that neither. You know what I'm saying? Mm. But we know what happened. And so, you know, that's why you know, I don't have no problem with none of them now. When I, when I talk to them, they call me. And I'm like, you know what? We brothers, you know. And, and I'm trying to right now set up a situation where all of us, it was the one point in time out here in College Park, man, where we always be together. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. We really had each other back, no matter what. And we need to get that back together again because so many people are dying. So many people are, are leaving us. You know what I'm saying? No matter what difference you had back in high school or what you had going on up in your 20s and 30s with a person, it's significant to the whole scope of life. Right. So so in order for us to really reach people, we need to be down the way they're at. And, and I think that God has given me the ability to really be able to put my arms back around my brothers and hug them and love on them like he love on me. You know what I'm saying? That's dope. But he tell you, man, if you ain't got no sin, throw a, throw a stone. I can't pick up a grain of salt. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I can't do none of that. So, and no one else is, we're human. We make mistakes. We're so, all flawed. Let me ask you this. So, if we do the math, mm-hmm. and this is what I, when I speak to kids about this, not that I have experience, but I can do numbers. Right. Any drug dealer, to me, that has reached where you at will say, if we look at the number of years I spent balling First, versus what it cost me, it ain't, that's not worth. You Joe, it ain't even close. It's not. You got to think legal fees, like uh, a retainer fee is $50,000. Just to get that high level. Just a retainer fee, 50000 So I had, I had two lawyers. I, got a, I had a lawyer who specialized in just sentencing. You know just that part? Yeah. <laughs> when it came all said and done, I spent almost $100,000 in legal fees and still got 20 years. Damn. And then while you're in prison, you got to spend money to live in prison. Because when you go to prison, folks prey on you. These real sick people in prison. Like, I, you know, I think some people don't need to be in prison, but there are people in prison that need to be in prison. Right, you know what I'm <laughs> right, 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 right. So when you're in prison, if you ain't got something, you got somebody that's ready to get you what you need, but you got to get them what they need. So, so wait, talk to me about that. So, so we're going we're gonna, to, oh, man, we got to do part two. So, we're gonna get back to the trial, but what do you mean? I, I need, I know I need money in yeah, prison, I but ceremony. But then you know, because, like, is that a lot? Well, you only can spend so much money a month, but okay. because you felt like you were that person when you was on the street, you still try to be that person while you're in prison. Okay, gotcha. You know what I'm I got you. So I got you. if you're gonna be that person, that means you're gonna get two other dudes. You're gonna send money to his book, and send money to this person's book who don't have no money. They go to commissary for you. They buy you, so you keep your locker stocked up. So. The big thing, you got all the Cheetos, you got all the, the macros, you bought it. You know what I'm saying? You so, buy, so, you know what I'm saying? so we go from counting millions of dollars to, to now our claim to fame is and Cheetos first, and... Man, listen, if you got, it was stamps. Money was stamps, stamps in prison. absolutely. Then it went to macro. You know? So you got your locker full. I can go this locker. I got 
commissary ever over here. I got another locker commissary. I don't even need to go to co- I don't even need to go to cafeteria. I can eat out my locker. It was money. It's money. Yeah. Y'all trading like yeah, stamps is money. Get somebody to cook for you. You got somebody to clean your room for you. You got somebody to do your laundry for you. Uh, you doing? You got somebody to work for you. You just go wreck down and work out every day. And talk. So, so, reminisce. So, Joy, in the feds, and, and we need to we need to explain to people the, the difference between different. fair time and yeah, state different time. Different fair. Yeah, it's are, totally are different. you seeing the things that people talk about, like people getting raped and this and that? Or is that more state? It's fair more because people don't know this, but okay, the fair so, was really okay. created for white collar crime until right. the drug game came in. Right. Is it as right. violent in fair? It all depends on which level of federal system you're in because okay. they got different levels. You got the you got the supermax, you got the penitentiary, the highs, you got mediums, you got lows, and you got camp. Okay. So uh, I was at a medium, I was at a, a medium low, which it ran like a medium, but it really registered as a low because of the amount of time I had. Okay. Um, so low security. People, right. So the people on the compound with me, they had 50 years. There was only about two people had life sentences, but normally you don't see people with life sentence on low. Okay. So... It's different, you know what I'm saying? I think it has a lot to do with the people, the mindset of the inmates that's on the compound. So when I first got to prison, there was, in the prison I was at, in the Yazoo, Mississippi, there was 2,100 inmates on the compound. I knew nobody. Right. So when I walk on the compound, the day one, it's just me. I don't know nobody. Is this where you see the guy get killed, or that's back in, in that, the state? That's, that's at uh, the Atlanta High. Okay. That's when I got killed when I first came. Because Atlanta Holdover, they called it Atlanta Penitentiary. Now it's Atlanta Million, but that's the holding facility until you get transferred to the prison you're going to. Okay. Now, they were actually, the reason I was able to see or the reason I was able to hear about the dude getting killed was they was processing me to go in the compound okay. because of my time. But because I was a non-found offender, I had no real background, I didn't have enough points to be put in the high security. Okay, gotcha. So they sent me to Mississippi, which okay. is seven hours away from here. Okay. Uh, so when I got there, a riot had just broke out between the Georgia boys and Alabama boys. Mm. So I'm on the compound another month, and then another riot broke out between the blacks and Hispanics. I seen the guy put out a blade. I don't know where he kept it. At. It was so, it like he had a, a, a sword. <laughs> so I have actually seen people get beat up, get cut, get stabbed. You know, so I've seen it. I've heard people crying at night, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Because somebody violating them. Really? I didn't, you know, I'm keep, you know, yeah. you mind your own business. You right. know what I'm saying? Right. So you hear it, but you, hey, ain't gonna do it with me. Right. You know what I mean? So, but I've seen people get beat up. I'm One dude got beat up in front of my room one day. <laughs> it was so funny. <laughs> he got beat up in front of my room one day because my roommate was a bookie. You know what I'm saying? So that's why I said we still live a certain life in prison. Mm-hmm. I had, for me, prison was easy. Really? It was easy for me. What, reputation or what? Reputation and for the fact that when I first got to prison, they didn't realize I was a drug. They didn't realize I was charged for drugs. They thought I was a white-collar criminal. Well, well, let's be clear to the kids. Yeah. We're not saying easy as in... No, it was easy. Yeah, not easy as... Yeah, it was just... It wasn't as difficult as it could have been for a lot of people because right. some people in prison just got hard time and just crime and do... Matter of fact, one of my young dudes, man, he used to come to my room crying, how you want to be home? Hmm. And, and one night we in the room, new dude just got a compound. We sitting in my room talking, and they turn the lights off. It's completely dark in there. This dude got so scared, he hit everything in the room to get out the room. And you can't. Because you don't know anything. Right. And then you don't know the mindset of people. And you got to sleep. You wake up. You don't know what somebody else going to do that day. So you really. You go from paranoia to more paranoia. A different kind of paranoia. This kind of paranoia. But then after a while, as you start meeting people in prison, it can change. But there are still rules you got to follow. And a lot of rules are it's different than prison it is out here. G- give me three rules. 
mind your business. That's the biggest rule. <laughs> mind your business. Don't play with no, uh, don't, don't mess with people's phone. That TV. Their phone. The phone. The, phone. the, the illegal phones? No, 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 no. The phone on the wall. Oh, don't mess with people's phone? Yeah. Because some people, it's some disrespectful people in them. Like, you on the phone trying to talk to your people, and dude be standing behind you talking, making all these noise. Oh, okay, good. You know it. what I'm saying? So, it, it's, and then if you in line to get on the phone, somebody try to cut you in line, that's right. the situation. Then you in the TV room watching TV, somebody going to turn the TV. Okay. That's the situation. Don't mess with my TV. Don't mess with the TV, the phone, phone. gambling. D- no gambling. Don't do that. If you ain't can't afford it. Right, yeah. Drugs. If you can't afford it, don't not mess with the, 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 the ones who want to be women. That's, that's a man. Right. They will get you killed. They get you killed. So, yeah. It's drugs in prison jail. That's drugs. <laughs> is it? Is oh, the outsiders man. bringing it in? Like, how are you getting drugs in prison? Think about it. If the people cannot leave prison, then it got to be the people from outside that come in and bring the prison. Right. You know what I'm saying? Because where I was at, we're not leaving. They don't care if your grandma, if your mama died, you're not leaving that prison. If your kids die, you're not leaving that prison. You stuck in that prison. Now the camp, the camp is totally different. Okay. After a while, you get you moving yeah. down. Right, you move down. Insecure. As your, your custody level changes. You can move down. Your custody level changes. Your time changes. So you can move down. So after being in Yazoo, Mississippi, for almost eight and a half years, uh, my time had changed. So now I'm eligible to go to a camp. Okay. Camp life consists of that. It just you just little you literally almost free. You're almost free. Yeah. You, you can basically if, if you want to, you can walk off. Yeah. Yeah. So. But you're almost home. By the time you move well, down to camp, ain't you almost people, home? Some people. Because you can be at camp with 10 years or less. So by the time I got to camp, I still had almost 10 years left. Damn. You know what I'm saying? But, and it's so crazy because the camp is right there. And you can out of the road down the street past the camp. So you so close but still so far away. Damn. But there was a lot of benefits to camp. But there was a lot of struggles at the camp. Because they're always trying to catch people. Because there is so much illegal stuff going to camp that they're trying to catch people. You know what I'm saying? Really? Yeah, it, it's... You can get basically. You can get some more time in the camp. Time, so, yeah. Yeah, you can yeah. get some more time in the camp. Yeah. Before we go, I want to read this. That's a story to that camp life. Yeah, I tell you, we got to do two parts. Yeah, that camp. We, we got to do. Amazing. We got to do. We got to do, do. I mean, we got to do two parts. Yeah. We're gonna do a whole commercial on commercial. We're gonna do a whole segment. I'm gonna bring you back to the pond, and. Because one of the things you said before you came out was people need to understand how this federal system works. works. It's, yeah. it's, not, it's not. They like, need to really understand how yeah. this federal system works. Yeah. Let's give them some quick insight, and we'll do part I'm gonna two. You, I'm going to give you an example. This one Talk guy, to me about the trial or the federal system. This one guy that was locked up with me, he had a five-year sentence because someone called him and wanted to know if he knew somebody who wanted to buy some work. He said, well, let me call somebody and see. The person who called him phone was bugged. He okay. didn't know it. He called up and said, hey, man, do you need some? I got some. My homeboy said, he got some. There was no transaction. He got five years for that conversation. Five years for the conversation, for yeah. being the connection. And he, it was not connected. It was just conversation. It, it, it didn't even happen. It didn't happen. He was a drug dealer for 15 minutes and got five years. Yeah. What? A lawyer, a good lawyer can't get the you out? The system is different because it, it's, it's conspiracy is... Uh, like you said, it's about the mind. It's yes. what they say you think you about to do. And a lot, forever, a lot of people don't realize that you put your car, your mama name, you just put her in your conspiracy. You put a car in the house of somebody, you just put them in your conspiracy. A conspiracy, it's, e- it's so easy in conspiracy. Because really? it's, as long as I know you and I know what you're doing, I could be in your conspiracy. Right. Because yeah. I know what you're doing. If I know what you're doing, according to law, if I know you're selling drugs or doing something illegal, 
I'm supposed to go and report you to the authorities. All right, right. If I don't report you to the authorities, that means I agree with what you're doing. God. I'm in your conspiracy. Yeah, so the federal system is so different. A lot of people go to the state, and it's, it's known that you can buy your case in the state. Right, right. No feds, it's kind of hard. But <laughs> they tried, though. They tried. They actually tried to buy the feds, but it didn't work for them. Who is they? My co-defendants. They tried to buy them? They tried to buy them. It just didn't work out. When you say tried to buy them, what you mean? Like, to pay the bri- as in bribe from agent, as in bribe the agents off. That ain't my bad. That's your bad. Take that bag and forget about me. Is really? That, yeah. Ain't that another charge if you got a, the Mr. Mr. Perfect, Mr. Trying to be a district attorney? Isn't that, isn't well, that, that's I, another case you can catch. Or yeah, you do it in such a way where it didn't. Well, you, you can get a case, case for trying to bribe, uh, bribe law enforcement. Yeah. You can catch a case for that. Yeah. yeah. So what they do is just go ahead and just, man, come on, bring your stupid. And they will keep the money. And they keep the money. Yeah. And then they, they use the money to go toward the city to do something in the community or whatever. Yeah. But a lot of people got to understand how the federal system works, though. So we got to do a part with the federal system. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm going to bring you back to yeah, do because that's going I want to tie into your trial yeah. and how the trial it, actually works. Yeah, because that's a whole different experience. That's a lot different of people experience. don't know because the federal system, there's 98.5 conviction rate. Yeah. But only 2% go to trial. So basically, yeah, they know you're not going to win, so they go ahead and cop the plea. Yeah. Because a lot of times people are really guilty. And you went to trial. I went to trial. So no, you went to. I went to trial knowing I was guilty. Real quick, why? Because I wasn't, I was not going to get those drugs and take it back in the street, and and, and tell nobody else. Oh, that's what they wanted you. To, they that's wanted you to work for them. Yeah, they wanted me to work for them, and I, I didn't want to work for them, because I had to come back to these same streets, and I just, I didn't want to put nobody in the family through the same thing my family's going through. Oh, of course, yeah, I didn't know the alternative. So the, uh, your alternative was work for us or go to trial. Yeah. So I went to because your attorney didn't give you the plea that they offered. Right. So, so you thought your only two choices were right. to work for the feds. Go to trial. Because there are different type of pleas. They have binding pleas. They have, uh, you can plead guilty. You can say you're innocent up until the point you sign the plea. It's called an Alfred plea. They got so many different type of pleas out there that people don't know. You can, you can accept the plea just for what you did. Right. Just for what you did and whatever, just what you did. A lot of people don't know that. Binding pleas, Alfred pleas, there are different type of pleas. Partial pleas. So, if you don't really know, and a lot of people fail to realize this, I want people to understand this, that when you get a lawyer, your lawyer is your employee, not your employer. Right. And a lot of people just go with the lawyer and say, no, it's your duty. You tell him what to do. Tell him what to do. And if you don't really know it, man, investigate. Because if you're able to sell drugs or commit some type of crime, you got some type of type of intelligence. Mm-hmm. Law library is already there. Look it up. Mm-hmm. It's, it's Google is your best friend. You can mm-hmm. Google everything. Well, before we go, man. Advice to the kids, and then where can we find you? Man, listen, where, where, where can we help? Where, kids, how can we, how can we help? Kids, is just because your life may look like a certain way, and you feel like nobody's there for you, you feel like the only way you can do it is, is get to this type of this type of world. That's not that's a lie. There are so many people out here that are willing to help you. There's organizations set up just like mine. My organization is called Jump Forward Inc. You can find me at www.jumpforwardinc.com or info at jumpforwardinc.org. IG Jump Forward Inc. Uh, Twitter, Jump, Jump Forward, Forward Inc. Inc. You know what I'm saying? Anything Jump Forward Inc., you can find me there. Contact on there. Reach out to me. We can help find somebody to get the help you need. Um, now, who 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 is that person that would go to that site? What would you what would you help that person do? Who is that person? And what would you, help, what would you help them do? So, if, let's say you, if you need housing. Okay. Uh, I'm going to try to get in contact with somebody to help you get some type of housing. These if are people need, who have had legal problems? Legal problems. People who need to have no problem because okay. they always talk about kids at risk. Okay. All kids are at risk. 
Mm. And that's the problem. Like, had I reached out to people when I was going through college for help, I might have never sold drugs. I didn't do that. So it's so, no such thing as at-risk youth. It's just All risk. youth are at risk. All youth are at risk. Right. Wow. So just reach out, man. There's a hand out there waiting for you. My hand is always open. I, you can call me anytime you want to. My phone number is on the website. Call me. I'll talk to you no matter what I'm doing. I could be at my job, and I'll stop working and go talk to you. So if I can't help you, I know somebody who can help you. If they can't, we'll find somebody who can help you. So that's what we do all the time. So that's what we do. Talk to the adults real quick. Yeah. Kids, see this. You got them. Want to be drug dealers. They're going to be you one day. Yeah. They, they ain't going to get caught. Ain't no such thing you're not going to get caught. <laughs> you're going to eventually get caught. It's just a matter of time when you get caught. And then when you do get caught, how much time they're going to give you. Mm. Now, they, they tell you all the time, uh, uh, ice is solid. Ice is solid. So everybody say they 100, they keep it real. Ice is solid until you put that flame on it. <laughs> you put that flame on it, it's liquid. It's liquid. People's mouth is liquid. So... I don't care. It could be your brother. It could be your sister. It could be your mama. They will tell on you because that happened. They put the pre- they put the clamp. They put, they the, put clamps the clamps on, on everybody. Yeah. And, and there was a, when I first got to prison, there was a saying that instead of doing ten, do your friend. And it's supposed to be people that don't snitch. Right. Instead of doing ten, do a friend. You told right. me they laughed at you for taking your time. Yeah, they did. They're like, man, how you gonna stay here for twenty years? And you got kids and family out there. You should have told. Yeah. That's what they saying. They should, man, talk to me. Come talk to me every day. You should tell, hey, man, you better go talk to folks. It was so bad, the agents reached out to my wife. They were like, hey, man, you need to go talk to him. Tell him to come home. We just need information on these folks. We know he know these people. And yeah. my wife, because she was feeling some kind of way, she had the nerve to come talk to me about these people. But my family like, hey, man, listen, if you got to do your whole time, you're going to send a friend to your whole time. I'm like, you're absolutely right. And that's what I did. And was it just, was it, is it honor the street code? Was it fair that they would... Somebody would come after you. What made you say, I'm, gonna just, I'm just going to do my time? It had nothing to do with the street. It was just me. Just honor. Yeah, it's just me. I, I don't, I'm not going to get you in trouble. If, if, I, if me and you doing something, I got caught with it, I hope you get away. You know what I'm saying? Right. And that's what I try to tell my co-defendant, man. Go ahead and tell on me. If we in a situation, it don't make sense. Both of us going to prison. Why? And that's the problem. A lot of people don't realize I taught a legal class while I was in prison. Right? Mm. So I tell people, if everyone came together and talked it through, you can minimize the damage. Hmm. People don't realize, they don't, they don't know. Information's out there for you. Well, hey. But I'm going to tell you, don't you do the, it. You the, don't do it. You the, you one of the last men standing, brother. Make that statement right there. Ain't but one G.O. I appreciate it, I man. Appreciate hey, jump forward. Yes. Twitter, Instagram, jumpforward.com uh, yes. or .org? Email me, .org. Uh, uh, doc, both of them, dot or and dot com. com. I got man. both of them. If you if you can't, you reach from that way. See the smoke send them I'm always looking in the sky. I'm gonna reach out to you. Hey, you know what I'm saying? What hey. we gotta do? You can't get contact with me. Get contact with Brian. Absolutely. He gonna get contact with me. So we gonna keep this thing going. And the information will be under the uh, if you're on the YouTube watching the uh, podcast. The information will be down yeah. in the uh, in the detail section. And um, this whole show was sponsored to you by Monetize Your Message, man. We tell people how we show people how to turn their tribulations into celebrations. So. Be on the lookout for more Judge Oliver's. Well, there's only one, G.O., but uh, we're going to bring you a ton of different stories, people that are really, really monetizing their message, man. I promise I'm going to help you do the same thing. I appreciate right. you. you know I appreciate what? it, man. Thank y'all so you. much. All right, no doubt. No doubt. We'll do part two. Peace. Who had uh, killed the other inmate? Mm-hmm. So I'm vexing my spirit. I, I'm, I'm, I'm like, oh, this thing real. It's, it, I, it's real. <laughs> oh, you know what I'm saying? So for real. Oh, yeah, for real. Yeah. I'm like, man, I ain't know what like this. I ain't, you know, so I go back to my room because I don't know nobody. Now I go back to my room. I'm in the room, I open it, and I, you just get the Bible, the Bible is open to fell open. Mm-hmm. And I, read, I grab it, and there's a scripture, and it was saying, 
be not dismayed. Wherever, wherever you go, I'm with you. Mm-hmm. Man, I felt so good, man. I just started celebrating. Just like that. Just like that, bro. It, it just made me. It was open peace. on that page. Yeah, it, it just gave me the peace. Yeah, and I just, and then I just started reading the Bible. I mean, that's how I was able to forgive, you know what I'm saying? I just started reading the Bible and started understanding, trying to break Did you make a cover out. to cover? I did. You did? I did. You made it cover to cover. I got scared because they kept trying to tell me that, hey, man, you know, you're destined to be a preacher. And I got scared. I'm like, I don't want this type of responsibility. Yeah. So I got scared. I stopped reading the Bible. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be honest with you. I'm like, man, then my sister writing me because my brother-in-law, he was a pastor. Yes, brother-in-law, when you come home, we need for you to come get the congregation. I'm like, man, I ain't trying to do all that. You all know that. what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. I, I ain't really just, I just want to come home and just live and just enjoy life. But it was a it was a experience, man, just being in prison, man. But being out here, they be able to touch a tree or touch this water. You can't do this in prison. See, that's the kind of stuff. When you, yeah, we got to, I, I mean, I didn't want to, they start looking cold and I didn't want to waste yeah, your time. But you, we got to do a part two to start showing people, man, the impact that it has on you and how that yeah. fed, we're going to do how the fed system works. The dude I tell you about who came in my room crying about he wanted to be home, his, uh, he ended up getting out of prison. He did like five years. He got out of prison. Felt like he messed the prison. Came home with other partners of ours. They locked up with us. Right now, they're sitting in prison with a capital murder case. They got life sentence now. Both of them. Who the dude that the dude that was tripping in there? Yep. Cause he came out and did something else. Yep. He got out and did something else. Yep. Got Captain Murder. They Captain Murder. Do execution down. I got Captain Murder case. Yep. And he was Mister Scared in there. Yep. Yep. Scared, oh. scared to death. Yep. Came home, came. He got real for him. I'm like, bro. Yep. Damn. 